Hey, is that uh, Elvis bust from the office downstairs? It is. It's got all. Oh, no shit. And uh, way in the back there. Yeah. Uh, and what I did is I've got all my lanyards and my backstage passes all draped around them. So Elvis has kind of been around. Cool. And, uh, oh, I, I, re- I remember Elvis. Yeah. I, I've, I, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff. And, uh, I, has that I, been there the whole time we've been doing this? I'm surprised yep. I didn't notice it because, I yeah. mean, as soon as you mentioned it, it sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb. Some people in the business said I had the best music office in, in the country. You and did. I, and and um, it used to be that people used to, when they came to the radio station, they'd do those tours, right? And then they say, well, let's go down and see Pauly. And then I realized that, you know, they love the posters on the wall. And I thought, no, I'm going to really make this a kind of like a, I don't want to say museum, but kind of like the bedroom I can never have. Mm. And uh, then I got a couch and I had it out and <laughs> it was a place that bands could hang out. And I just wanted to be a real, real great place. So when you walked in, it's the fucking music director's office. Right. And um, so well, the fact, the fact that it was in the basement too, kind of added to well, the, the I, allure. I, I, I well, it, it comes from, uh, I don't want to tell too many stories, but uh, uh, it's because I wanted a place where I could turn the music up extremely loud and not bother anybody. That was yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I told you the Y95 story where I was, they was threatened <laughs> to take away my speakers. And, um, you know, it goes back to when I was at Chum FM and we were just fucking a bunch of loud kids in the hallway playing music, extremely loud levels. And I figured I need a place like that. So when I had to cha- choose my office, it's down in the basement. <laughs> I the love basement. that office. Yeah. Okay, so let's get going here. Yeah, let me right I'm just gonna, I gotta grab one thing, five oh. seconds and I'm good. Did you guys manage to get five? Oh my god. Yeah. I have a list of ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I left out some pretty obvious ones. I went for, I went for something different, uh, you know. Okay. I, I try to find something newer, but I still you know, I still leaned old. There's hey, no Benny, Benny, remember yeah. after, remember yesterday we said where's a place that you would just like to be like a fly on the wall or just peruse for a little bit? Polly, yeah. Polly's room there. I just want to walk around in there for 10, 15 minutes. And just <laughs> There's a lot it of was. It, <laughs> a lot it, of uh, flexibles and yeah. It really smelled cool. like must and music. It was. It was a gray room. It was. It was. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. My first best rock scream ever is uh, Kurt Cobain in Rape Me. The oh, last yeah. scream that he does oh, hey. at the end of that yeah. is... Uh, he he is just raping all of us with his voice at the end of that song. It is fucking incredible. So, yeah, I would good thought of that. Kicking it off, look great, me. I love that song, and I I, yeah. but I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, right, right. Because it's not it's not one sustained like thirty second scream. The last five times he says rape me, like his his voice must have been just shot after that because he is mm. just ripping it. So. Yeah. There we go. That's a good one. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. I thought one of you guys would have had that for sure. Okay. This might not be as tough then. No. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got Nirva- I've got Nirvana on my list for sure, but I, I didn't pick that one. That one's a really, that's an mm. inside one. I like, I, I, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how popular 
that song is. I don't think it got a lot of radio uh, play. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's it a got radio play, sure. but in order to play it on the air, Paulie, correct me if I'm wrong. They had to, they called it Waif Me, W A I F, in order to get it on American radio because Nirvana was so big at the time that, they, it, it, yeah, yeah, if it's if it said by Nirvana, radio played it, and wow. Rape Me, in order to get that on the air, they changed it to Waif Me. If what the hell's memory wave? serves? What is Waif? Well, they were just trying to, you know, there was this fear. Yeah, whatever. You know, there was this fear. Rape me. Oh, we can't have a problem with the word rape in it. Apparently, Walmart and certain retailers wouldn't carry the record as oh, well. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They probably don't song Paulie very much. Yeah, though. no, it, it came on the air as Waif, W-A-I-F, Waif me. And oh, probably, yeah. this, is the, this is the shit that always drives me crazy about Walmart taking these big morality plays on albums is that, like, they sell fucking guns and ammunition. Well, I was going to say if you like, take a look at the uh, if you take a look at the music yeah. section at Walmart, it's probably a stack of CDs sitting on my desk over here, yeah. and most of it is redneck country greatest hit stuff. You yeah. know, it's like yeah, and, and how, how much better is that? Wave yeah. me, wave me. Yeah, say yeah. what you will, say what you will about <laughs> digital music distribution, but digital music distribution saved music distribution from Walmart because mm-hmm. for a time there, they were the biggest music retailer in the world. Yeah. Yeah, like every CD in the world was had to go, and and I mean, it was even affecting album names and album artwork and everything. Because if if you didn't, if Walmart, if, if it didn't meet the seal of approval from Big W, you your your record wasn't going to sell. It, it's kind of there was a very brief moment in time where shit got scary that way. Yeah, what, wasn't there a not to get too beat up on this, but wasn't there a, a story? I don't know if Polly, maybe you know this one, but like uh, Nirvana's album. Um, it was the 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 album artwork. I, yeah. I think it might have been lithium or no, sorry, in utero. Like in they utero, wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't stock it because of the album artwork or whatever. It, it's yeah, and that's yeah, it, that's right. And but that's a story that goes back such a long go a long time ago. It becomes that issue: is it is it art or is it pornography? Mm. And and some people will say, well, take a look at the statue of David, man. He's got no clothes on. His yeah. wiener's hanging out. You know what I mean? And people. <laughs> People flock to go see that, and you have an issue with some artwork. Like, get with it, you know. So. Yeah, Michael well. Michelangelo, the original Wendy O. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's, okay, who's going I could, next with their stream? I, I could go. I could go next. I'll. I, I mean, I already. I already queued up my Nirvana pick, so I might as well throw that one in there as well. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, so, so for me personally with Nirvana, I, I, I mean, obviously everybody loves listening to Nirvana. I haven't really revisited a lot of their stuff in, in quite a while. But the one album that really stuck with me through the decades is the Live in New York Unplugged album that they yeah. did. Uh, obviously, it's pretty much a greatest hits album with just alternative versions of their favorite, you know, of all of the favorite songs. That I think I know where you're going with this. To. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the last song that they play is actually yeah. not a Nirvana song. It's a, it's a cover by a old school, uh, like classic blues musician named Lead Belly. And the song is Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Mm-hmm. Um and it just it's just a really simple blues song um at its core but the the 
the emotional dynamics that that Kurt Cobain is able to kind of layer over top of it, most speci- more specifically with the way that he sings it and screams it at the end, just really puts it over the top. Yeah, the word shiver, one, yeah. the word shiver at the very yeah. end there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's wild, and it's just it's a funny, it's a cool example of like, I mean, what you can do with the cover, like how you can how you can change the shape and feel of a song just by the way that you you put your stamp on it and also i mean you know Kurt Cobain kind of kind of going with what Mark was saying Kurt Cobain just has such a distinctive scream yeah. i think one of the best in the game um, and it's just you know he uses it really well. He doesn't. Know, he never overused it. And 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 it's a perfect example is is you know where did you sleep last night or or rape me. You know it 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 fits the theme of the song. Like he doesn't just throw it in there because he can <laughs> yeah. do it. Like it's it's appropriate, which I which I really like. So yeah, that that's my Nirvana pick, which is where did you sleep last night by Nirvana off of the uh, Unplugged album Live in New York. Nice. So, all right, uh, Polly, me, you. Go ahead, Ben. Me all turn. right, uh, I'll do. Uh, I'll go Seattle on this one. Only I'm going to go with uh, Chris Cornell, and the scream at the end of Jesus Christ post puts yeah. makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It is that that is just it's a whale, man. Like, and I I like I'm not trashing on Kurt Cobain. I just. Chris Cornell's screams are a hell of a lot harder to do. <laughs> As a guy who attempts to sing every once in a while, there's not many people who can hit what Chris Cornell could hit. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that the end of Jesus Christ pose is just, I just sit there. It's like, it's like, again, as a guy who tries to sing and go, I, you know, I'm, go I'm going home. I'm going to pack up my things and go home. I, I call it, it was on my list as well, too. I call oh, really? it. Really? I, yeah, I call it Herculean effort. Mm, it's just yeah. like it's it's like he steps back and he lets it go. And what I like about Jesus Christ pose, he goes ah, ah ah ah, and then takes it up another octave higher. And it's just like it's going in a place that you just you know there are certain people, certain rock singers when they step back and they open up and they let it go. It's Oof. just I like your point earlier. Uh, I'm not sure who made the point uh, about where it it fits. And, you know, not screaming for the sake of screaming, because I'm sure there has been many a record producer that says, um, Benny, I think a scream would go good, really good. Would you please put it in? And with Cornell, uh, yeah, it's more it's, pain, please. More pain. I, I, I think for I think it comes with all these people. Very. It's a real genuine sort of thing. But Jesus Christ. Post. Also, I, I would just also say Outshined has its moments as well, too. Yeah. Yes, it does. You know? um, but but Jesus Christ post. Yeah, it was the first, one of the first songs I wrote down when I did. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was. So uh, for me, um, it's pretty easy to go metal here. And I, I think because a lot of these guys just the same sort of thing as Chris Cornell. In fact, when I first heard Chris Cornell, I kept thinking about when I first heard it, it was Outshined. And I kept thinking about all those classic rock singers like Robert Plant. Um, but my first one uh, is Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden. And the song "Run to the Hills." Oh yeah! And and there are probably better screams uh, that he's executed. But what I love about this is that he he kind of he's he's it's like he's running scales. He goes oh, oh and he goes at the end. He's you know what I mean? It's like a build up that does it. And I've seen yeah. Iron Maiden any number. Every time I go to see them and they sing that song, I said, I wonder if he's going to do it. 
go, go, Bruce, go, go. And he <laughs> does it. Now, here's the case. This is the guy that's the lead singer of the band, and he also flies the band's airplane. Yeah. And I love what? the fact that it's not like, well, don't you know this? No. Uh, oh, okay. So Bruce, oh, Dickinson, yeah. Bruce Dickinson is a licensed pilot, and he flies Jumbo 747s. <laughs> and so they decided instead of having trucks travel <laughs> all around the world carting their equipment around, they reduced their stage gear so it would fit into a 747. And so the band and their crew and their management and all their gear, their amplifiers and everything, go into this airplane. So when he finishes a gig, he puts on his pilot's hat and he flies off to Reno de Janeiro. That's amazing. It's amazing. And this is the lead singer of the band. What a freak. And he performs <laughs> like this all the time. So anyways, a little story there. Run to the hills. Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer. Iron Maiden cool. with Bruce Dickinson is on my bucket list. I, uh, I, I saw Iron Maiden with, who filled in for a while there? Blaze Bailey or whatever his name was and it not just was <laughs> not hey, you know, Blaze Bailey was fine but he doesn't have that persona that you know and it's Bruce sticking mm-hmm. stuff man yeah yeah uh, we, yeah we kicked off the we kicked this off with two Kirk Cobain songs so I figured I'll uh, keep going with this and uh, I've gone off of uh, 1992's Off the Deep End I've gone with Weird Al Yankovic's Smells Like Nirvana <laughs> The final scream that he does at the end of that song, complete, complete with the cough and losing his breath and everything. Mark it's twelve seconds long too. Twelve second long scream. You timed it, and it's wrapped up by coughing. So, oh, that's good. Oh, I can hardly wait to hear this. That was the first song I thought of when you guys were like rock screams. I'm like, fuck, I don't know anything. Oh, weird So that's how I started my list. My list actually started with. Out, I'm like, I can't lead with that. Paulie's on. Fuck. I go with something heavy like Ricky or like, yeah. So, what are, oh, your, what are your thoughts on Weird Al, Paulie? Because I feel oh. like you would like him. Love him. He's yeah. First, yeah. he comes from a real. I, 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 when I first started in radio, I was at Chum FM and I was a morning show producer, a board operator, and he was a guest on the show. Cool. So he's he's right there, and he's he's so genuine. He's full. He's 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 a real great guy. Yeah. And and you got to give him a lot of credit for being creative. Yeah. You know, it's one thing, oh, you know, he's just taking a song and he's sort of, you know, turning it around for his own purposes. It is something very, there's a genius there. I mean, it's weird to say that because you take, it takes, you know, smells like teen spirit and turn it around into something (laughs) like that. But it takes a lot of work to do it. Yeah. I, I read about this thing. Apparently he has a box set. And the box set is in the shape of an accordion. And, and when you get it, and the, and the bellows are actually like a rack for CDs and DVDs of all the things that he's done. And I said, oh, man, I got, oh, wait, that needs to be up here on my shelf, yeah, you know? That's what, awesome. what, was the song, what was the song that brought Weird Al to the forefront? Was it Eat uh, It? Or was it Eat It? I'm trying to get it. No, no. Was like it, a version? Was it, was, it was before oh, that. I'll look that up. I'll look that up while we're doing this whole thing. Yeah, I, re- yeah, I remember cool. there there was a song that brought Weird Al to the forefront. It wasn't Eat It. Eat It was no. like the second one where it's like, way, oh, this, is, this is a regular thing, but it was back before that. And I'm trying to remember what it is. Maybe one of us will before we're done. Uh, <laughs> That's Chris, awesome. see what do you got? Yeah, um, so there's a lot of different ways I could go with this. I, I kind of expanded my list because I had assumed that, that – 
some of my stuff's gonna get taken. Um, <laughs> this one, so so this one, this one specific, this one's not gonna get taken. But I included this because just kind of as a troll on Mark, but also, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but, but also because I think it's a really interesting use of a scream. This is a Kanye West song, okay? And and what I so the song is called. And this, this is this is where I, this is going to give Mark a lot of a lot of, uh, a, lot yeah, of ammunition, a lot of ammunition here. The song is called "I Am a God" by Kanye West. Okay, and I, I just wanted to read a little bit of an excerpt of the lyrics here, just to get Mark all nice and pissed. And the, the lyrics are great. It says, "It says I am a God. Hurry up with my damn massage. Hurry up with my damn menage. Get the Porsche out the damn garage. I, I just I figured you would you would you would do a lot with that. But <laughs> Robert but, Frost he is, isn't he? But, but so what, the re, so the reason why I really picked this song specifically is like it's it makes me he, want to fucking scream. <laughs> he uses in in this song Kanye uses screaming in a really different way like it's not so much as to 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 punctuate punctuate a specific lyrical line it's more used in the way that he produces the song and it's um it's like an like an audio like a soundscape kind of thing like he uses it almost to set the tone of the entire song it's very dark and it's very like jarring to hear it when you hear the beat it's very cryptic and mysterious and then he he plasters this like really pain inducing scream like there's it's there's nothing that sounds good about it when you hear it it's it's not like the 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 run to the hills song where it fits into the song it's just very jarring and it's supposed to like kind of knock you off of off of uh off kilter a little bit so i, I thought it was like an interesting take on the scream i think and i mean it's kanye so i'm, yeah, I'm, he's, I'm gotta, he's, gotta, he's gotta show up in every fucking show why not right <laughs> He's good. No, this Gord one's, this one's cool. On, Gord Downey is not oh, on this episode. Oh, there you go. So there you go. <laughs> we didn't get a dynamic duo of Kanye and Gord Downey. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say this really, well, a couple things really quickly. I can't believe Eddie Vedder and Prince did not make my list because they've got some, between yeah. the two of them, some, some really good screams. But mm. uh, the other thing I like is that mm. if I'm the more... The, the more often the four of us do it, and by the way, Black Sheep Radio, it's Mark and Ben and Chris, and Polly joins us every Friday to talk music. <laughs> but I do find that, you know, every week we get a category like Best Rock Screams, and, you know, immediately some come to mind. And then it's almost like, for me anyway, I'm forcing myself to go a little bit deeper. Like, no, yeah, that's yeah. the obvious one. Pick a different one. And my next one is a kind of an example of that. Um, if you were to say Robert Plant, a whole bunch of screams I'm sure are going to come to mind. But my personal favorite, Led Zeppelin, not song, but scream, is on how many more times? Oh. Because I've got you in the sight of my gun. And it just builds into this. <laughs> and then the band comes back in and it's just, it's it's euphoric. It's incredible. I, and that scream is is something else. It really is. And it's one of those ones that starts from way down here. Mm. Like like the 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 um like run to the hills sorta and it just builds. <laughs> and by by the time you get to the end of it, it's like, no, I couldn't say yeah, yeah. yeah. When when was, Robert Plant can do that. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid and I first heard Led Zeppelin, I was just like 
where did this guy come from? What planet is he from? Who sings like this? It's just, yeah. it's a gift. Like I, I still listen to those first four or five Zeppelin records and just this other world, the, the way that this guy was able to manipulate his voice box and it could take it anywhere he needed to, you know, and, and as age set in and the rust started to set in his voice he wasn't able to do those things anymore and i, I use that word herculean and i think yeah. of robert plant in the same kind of way like when i first heard chris cornell i said well there's robert plant in for the 1990s i said he's got all the same tools at his disposal and and you know one of my songs that i love is uh since i've been loving you it's another, mm. and that's where the screaming is more emotional than anything else. It's really a great blues performance more than anything else. But boy, can boy can he can he pull it out, you know? Or the classic one in uh, "Whole Lot of Love," you know, just mm-hmm. amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's again, we could probably do an episode on just your five favorite Robert Plant screams. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's uh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I didn't even put him on my list for that exact reason. It's like it's like asking who the MVP is of basketball. Like it's LeBron James. And now let's just pick the fucking actually. I mean the person that's actually going to win. Who? <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> God. I was yeah. gonna go. I was gonna go with world be free, but sure. <laughs> Polly, you're up next. You, uh, first off, go back to our weird Al Yankovic. I did look it up. By the way, six <laughs> Grammy awards. His first song was a takeoff on My Sharona, which was My Bologna. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another, one, another one rides the bus, too, was a big hit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Weird Al. Yeah, if you want to brighten up your day, you just put one, one or two songs. Oh, yeah. just, just one or two songs. Okay. I, I got to oh, confess, cool. I can't stand Weird Al, but, oh, yeah, I, but, but I don't good. deny his talent. <laughs> I don't. The guy, the so, guy is super talented. So next up on my list is Mr. Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, and yeah, it's the stream that's right there in the middle of Monkey Wrench. Yeah. Now there's that's the bridge verse, and there's a lot of rumors about you know did Dave do that in one breath? And I did a little bit of background reading, and of course what I'm in there's there's a there's a verse that goes and Ben I can't recite it, but when I saw the Foo's one time, there's a section of the crowd that sings right along with him. Yeah, I have, I have it you, right here. You have it there, right? One, one last thing before <laughs> I quit. I never wanted any more than I could fit into my head. It goes fucking on and on, and then yeah, the scream at the end. I that was that was my uh, that was my last one, so I have to look uh, at another one. But yeah, that is that is yeah. So uh, you know, there's rumor whether it was done, it was pieced together in the studio. You know what I mean? And uh, and it was very nicely spliced and overlaid, or did he do it in one take? And there's a. I found a quote where Dave said, "Yeah, we did. We, we recorded it in my basement. Whether that is the version that you hear on record, uh, or it simply was a, a demo tape or something like that, we don't know. But he hmm. certainly can't do it live now because there's no way, man. No, no. But those of you who are in Niagara, do you know the Welland Tunnel? Oh, pardon me, the Thorold Tunnel. Yep. Yep. The Thorold Tunnel. Okay, so the Thorold Tunnel is uh, probably a, almost a kilometer long. And oh my, my wife and I have this thing where we drive in it and we take deep breaths. Scream. And as soon as we hit, we hit a note and we try to see if we can carry that note to the other end of the tunnel. <laughs> I've done it twice. <laughs> Polly, I did that with my kids all the time when see? they were growing up when I lived down there. Yeah, it's like, okay, kids, ready? Ah! 
I did it twice. <laughs> if, if, by, by the time you get to the other end of the tunnel, you sound like a car that won't start. Like, <laughs> veins are popping out of your neck. It's awesome. So you go, Monkey Ridge, Foo Fighters. <laughs> Very good pick. Cool. All right, I, I had to I had to snag an extra one there because uh, Polly just took mine. So <laughs> I've got, I've got uh, lots of extras here. Yeah, yeah well, Polly's. We're good. Yeah, uh, this one is uh, this one's for Ben because I know he's a I know he's a huge fan. Um, I'm going with uh, Steven Tyler from Dream On. Um, mm. He's got a couple pretty good whales. Steven Tyler in general has uh, has a pretty distinctive uh, whale and and, and scream. Um, and whether or not you like that whale or scream or not, it is distinctive, <laughs> and that is one hell of one that he lets off in Dream. It's at about like the two two and a half minute point. He uh, he really lets one rip. So check that one out. But yeah. I'm going to recommend people check out uh, Aerosmith's "Draw the Line" mm. in the very end of that song, and he 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 just sort of takes it takes it up a notch for uh, probably about for three or four lines in that song, and singing at the top of his voice, yeah. and it's just it's like whoa, you know. I love it when singers let loose. Absolutely, that, mm. that's in in you know I I don't think they ever scripted that way. I think it just. I, you get this feeling that they just, when they were performing it, they just kind of went there and then just went, wow, did I, did that ever work? You know, I wonder if that's how it happens. I don't know. It seems like that to me. Interesting. Mm. This is going to be a wild playlist for the car, eh? Just yeah, it's going to be great. No, it's going to be down. great. <laughs> so to, um, so, uh, to, to, to illustrate that screaming, most specifically to my parents to illustrate that that screaming wasn't invented when I started listening to music I figured <laughs> I'd go with uh, a John Lennon track um, the, the, the the one I mean I mean the song is is good in and of its own right and again it's a good example of of the scream really fitting into the song and really just just driving home the emotion of 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 a sensitive topic clearly for for uh john lennon the song's called mother uh, i'm sure you guys have heard it it's one of my favorite john lennon songs um you, you know he he obviously had a very uh rough uh childhood um from the sounds of it like his his father wasn't present i, I think he, he lost his father in the war if I'm not mistaken, and his mother was just kind of cold to him, and and it, I, I mean it, it it obviously messed him up. But but he when he finally did write about it, it's really funny to hear the <clears throat> to hear the uh, the juxtaposition between like a, it, it's a little bit of a down tempo pop song, um, but the lyrics are really heavy. Uh, and and then as the song progresses, it gets more and more frustrated and angsty and angry, and it just kind of devolves into this this like mantra of you know John Lennon just kind of calling out to both of his parents, and it, and it's really but by the end of it, like you're kind of just drained. Um, and yeah, it's great. I I mean, it's it's a great tune too. Like I don't know that I'll put it on at the barbecue or anything like that, but <laughs> it's it's uh it's one of my favorite John Lennon songs for sure. So so scream or no. Do you have a picture of John Lennon on your wall right behind you? I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I do. He's riding the yak. 
Yeah. So that, <laughs> the uh, the scream in that comes from Yako Ono. <laughs> oh, somebody's uh, on his game today. After uh, after Lennon uh, and the Beatles broke up, John and Yoko went into something called primal scream therapy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they met with this guy, and Mother and many of the songs on that record are just that. They are primal scream therapy, and the idea is, is that you purge yourself of all the things that were painful in your past, including your mother, your you know, all those things. And so that's essentially what this is, is him screaming into the microphone, releasing the anxiety that he had about his mother and, and, and religion and the Beatles and a lot of things that just came up on that record. It's, you know, it's funny. I listened to that this morning and it really can kind of makes you squirm in your chair a little bit. It's not an easy thing to do, but the screaming, it comes from that place of releasing something. I had Lennon as well too. Um, and maybe I'll just as a, an extra to this whole thing is cold Turkey. Uh, which hmm. came out just before that, and the wailing and the grunting at the end of that song is is similar to that. Even though they're not on the same album, they were around that same era, and and just again, it's just like and you have Lennon screaming, and then you have Eric Clapton's guitar, wicked freaking guitar riff that's in that song. I, you must listen to those two songs today, Mother and Cold cool. Turkey. Yeah. Well, I'm going to round it out then because I've got a John Lennon pick too. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. I know what it is. Go. What is I it? Just, I just remembered. Is it Revolution? It's not the beginning, though. It's the last all right. All right. Yeah. Because. Oh, mute yourself there, Mark. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, it's. Um, it's okay. It, it, um, yeah, it's because it builds up, and it's it again. It's got kind of that pop filled, like all right, all right, and the music's building up in the background. But the last yeah, one, it's yeah. just like, well, where did that come from? Like all right, and it just, I love I love the ending of that song. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it's funny because you know you always think of John Lennon, and you're either thinking of his more soft work like imagine and everything else but the guy and 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 you know kind of fun poppy sort of singing but when the guy really unleashed he really unleashed he, he had a hell yeah. of a scream on him well i heard uh when he did uh twist and shout that he literally stood at the back of the studio and screamed it from across the fucking studio into the mic on the other side of the room just to mm. to be able to weigh all the way he wanted to on it so. yeah wow that's great mm. Yeah, I, cu- I cut out there too. You guys probably made a bunch of great points. No, I, I actually. We I'm, just talked about I'm, what a dickhead you are. I'm, yeah. I took I'm a, a little picture of Ben's frozen face on my screen though, because my house party froze. You look like you're about to grab my ass. I'll show you the picture later. <laughs> I'm, I'll be honest. Like- I'm. I'm sorry. I'm a little. I'm a little concerned that we might have lost your audio because you dropped off that way. So we'll we'll see how it all. Oh, all together? You mean? Yeah. Like I don't I know how that's going to work. I didn't drop but, off of Zencaster though. I, yeah, you weren't in it for a bit. I oh, saw really? it. It's like, yeah, I checked it to make sure that you were there. So we'll see. I, I, I mean, there's no way to know well, right now. Everybody, but, I made some great, great fucking points before that all got out. So <laughs> yeah. Just in case it's gone, I just, blew these guys away. But Paul, Chris, you remember that Yakko Ono joke I made, right? I mean, that was <laughs> I forgot about it. I came up with that one by myself. I came up with that one by myself. Okay, we got out of order. I think, Mark, I think you're up. Am I next? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, um, I think so, yeah. 
I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I should have gone with like a Yoko Ono song. She's got some pretty good whales in her fucking for tune. For sure. Or, oh, yeah. please, or please, Bjork. Uh, I could have had some Bjork tunes on my list. I've decided to go with uh, with one where it actually starts the song, um, not not the Tool one. That one's like humorously long because it's like a minute long. But uh, Welcome to the Jungle, Axl Rose at the beginning of Welcome to the Jungle, oh, yeah. which is ah. that slow, gradual scream when then you start hearing Slash come in with the guitar and just it's such a cool buildup and just the energy that that scream brings to an already kick-ass song I think is such a a cool, cool intro to a really, really great song. Totally forgot about that one. Right. Great pick. Yeah, that is a good pick. For sure. Um, I don't think that anybody... I, I think people kind of veered away from this one because it's a little obvious, but... I mean, it's obvious because I think it's one of the greatest screams of all time. So I, think, I feel right to include it. This is a Led Zeppelin song. Immigrant song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, like that's uh, got to be one of the most iconic screams in rock music, right? Yeah, like that's absolutely. like that's like top ten screams, and I know it's definitely obvious. And I, I've got some other inside inside picks for sure. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll do my last one is a little bit more inside. But immigrant song, I mean, every time yeah. you hear that, you're just like, man, like like there's a guy that that can that can scream but still make it musical in in Same, in a yeah. way, uh, which is really cool. It's not just like, you know, I, I grew up in the, uh, we've been over this and over it and over it, but uh, like in the 2000s, and, and, and I find like a lot of the music in there is, is, at least a lot of the stuff that I grew up listening to and a lot of my friends were listening to was screaming for the sake of screaming. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not partial to screaming in general. It's not really my, it's not really my jam. Um, but you know, this is a perfect. Exa- the immigrant song is a perfect example. It's like it's 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 melodic. A scream can be a melody somehow, mm-hmm. and and you know, it's it's yeah, and it's classic. I mean, yeah. that's a barbecue song if I've ever heard one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Screaming barbecue song. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what I like about it is that you know that 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 screaming at the top sort of sets the tone for the song. That he's sort of setting up the song. We come from the land of the ice and snow. You know what I mean? It just, yep. it just, so it badass. takes you there. That that opening wail. It's great. Yeah, it's and like tribal the, almost. The, yeah, the yeah. drums on that track is just. Oh my yeah. god! I was listening to it this morning. Like, ah. <laughs> what Led Zeppelin kicks so much ass. Oh I'll, th- I'll throw in my pick that you knew was coming. And it's actually, it's not Tool Song. It's A Perfect Circle, which is one of Maynard's side projects. Yeah. Uh, but the song is Judith. And I mentioned this last week because it, it made my protest song list. But the scream at the end of that, oh I God. love it for, for so many reasons. It's 17 seconds long, uh, but it it's one of those screams that isn't one note. There's at the very end, it kind of, it, it yeah. dips. It goes up and down at the very end. And I've seen him do it live. And it, like Paulie was talking with Dickinson, he hits that scream and he does it live and he goes into it. And I, I, I the first time I saw it, cause I've seen a perfect circle a couple times. And the first time I'm like, he's really going to do this. He's, he's, <laughs> he's really, he's doing, he, he's really doing, 
he did it. Like it just it, <laughs> it defied logic that a guy could suck in that much air. And I mean, it's it's not a whimper. It's a scream. Like, yeah, I mean, all. it is just a full on release. And yeah. the fact that he's able to dip notes and, and bend them at the very end, it, it, all of it defies logic to me. It, it would be my number one rock scream ever is well, the end of Judith. It is just, it is, it is something to behold. It really is. <clears throat> the best singers are trained singers and uh, they learned their craft and guys like Dickinson, you know, they took vocal training from opera singers. So it, what seems impossible that their voice are taking to these heights, it just seemed just so unattainable on a night to night basis. These guys know what they're doing. You know, yeah. like Ronnie James Dio is another one of these guys. They they know how to sing and they know how to conjure up the and there's also just also the gift of your vocal cords. Yeah. In being able to, you know, make them elastic to take you those places. But those guys, yeah, they yeah, they they've got they know how to do it. I don't I don't know if this is true or not. I've been told that yeah, like a properly trained opera singer can inhale and sing at the same time so can be putting out voice and taking in air which from a physics standpoint i just don't get that like what what are you talking about how are you taking in air and expelling it at the same time but apparently Hmm. it is something that can be done i i had uh, i had dinner with um uh, what's his name? Uh, the lead singer of Slipknot. Um, oh, I can't believe I just thought Corey. Corey, Corey yeah. Taylor, who's yeah. got an incredible voice. And I just said, dude, I got to ask you, how do you do that? How do you sing like that? That just, you know, sometimes it's such, you know, and he just, he just shrugged his shoulders. And I'm, kinda wait, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for his, it's natural. I'm just waiting for him to lose his voice one day, you know, but he never does. So. Yeah, no, I, yeah, and I, I probably would have punched him right in the throat and added to his, <laughs> yeah, I just do it. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> I want to do that. I would, have, I would have started banging a fork on the table and been like, hey, can I join the band? This is, this, do you have a fork player? <laughs> Don't they have like a bunch of people that just like play like makeshift drums and there's like 12 people on stage? You know, like banging on barrels and shit. S- says the Arcade Fire fan. Eh? Yeah. yeah, but the thing is about Arcade Fire is when Arcade Fire does it, it's when Arcade Fire does it, it's art. Uh, right. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, next up is me. Um, speaking about, is he going to sing it? And it's Joe Cocker in the Scream uh, with a little help from my friends. Mm-hmm. And which makes it great is that there's this thing where basically the the song arrangement sometimes is like a stop and go, almost a call and response. But there is that point in the song where he just lets it wail at the end of it. I talked about this in an earlier show when we talked about Woodstock. That's maybe the best version of it all. This is the studio version as well, too. Uh, I got to see Joe Cocker because um, he's a hero of mine. And he opened up for Stevie Ray Vaughan. Can you believe that? Wow, and Hamilton at, at Cox Coliseum. And mm. so he's singing that song. And at this time, Joe is he's an old guy. And so they start that song. And I'm saying, I wonder if he can still do it. You know what I mean? And you can kind of feel, feel the audience come to a pause when the band goes, do, 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 do. And he goes, and he does it. <laughs> and the crowd goes ballistic. I mean, I, I, it's kind of like you know it's coming. And then it happens and you just go, yes. <laughs> so, with a little yeah. help from my friends, Joe Cocker. Good. Nice yeah. pick. Yeah. 
I, nice. Paulie, when you first talked about that, about your first time watching that, that yeah. the, the concert movie, yeah, I so related to that because it's just, it's one of those, one of the most magical performances you'll see by a musician ever. There's just, it's, you're trans, you're transported into it. You can't help it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it is amazing. My, um, I'll throw in my last one here and it's, I think it's my only obvious one on the list. Uh, and it's not Roger Daltrey because that seemed too mm-hmm. obvious to me. But I am going with uh, "We Want the World and We Want It Now." Uh, when the music's over, by the Doors, Jim Morrison's uh, oh. wail on that song, especially that first little bit of the "Now," where it's almost like a squeak. It's it 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 it's so incredibly high, but then it goes into the really angry part of the scream, and it's just it, I. That can't be. Jim Morrison was he had he had the the man could scream, <laughs> like, but that one I think is is the best indication of just mm-hmm. Jim Morrison raw and angry and letting her loose, especially on that song. Like it, it's uh, yeah, that's, that's my lyric, final one. Pull out the lyrics on that song one day. I can't repeat the lyrics on the show here today yeah. because I might get arrested. Uh, the police yeah. might knock at my door for saying them. Father, I hate you. That's one, and then mother, and I'll leave you to find out the rest. No, that's that's that's, that's the that's end. That's the scream. That's the oh, end, though. Oh. I'm talking okay. when the music's over. So, uh, yeah, oh, the, the, but, is that the end? That's the end. Okay. The mother and father thing is the end, yeah. but yeah, oh, when sorry. the music when the music's over, um, is yeah, that's that that scream at the end of that song. We want the world and we want it now. Is that that would definitely make my list. Well, it did. <laughs> Benny, uh, Benny helped jar my uh, memory for my uh, my final pick, but I do want to give uh, a little bit of love. I know it's not rock, but Mariah Carey, she has got a fucking scream slash singing mm. high-pitched voice. Uh, she can reach octaves that uh, no one else can. Uh, I'm going to throw just a little bit of love towards Janis Joplin, uh, as well as, I don't even know the name of the singer, and shame on me for not, but uh, the singer from System of the Down. Uh, Amy. Surge. Amy Lee from Evanescence, and uh, I would really hope that they would release a new album. But my final pick, uh, Benny mentioned uh, this artist, and I, I mean, I, he's my my favorite band. I just don't usually pick him. It's not necessarily as much of a scream as it is a moan or a mumble. But I'm going to go with uh, Eddie Vedder from Yellow Lead Better. Uh, he does a version mm. of that where it's just him. It's at a, a Tibetan Freedom concert, and uh, the final note in that song, he. Uh, I don't know what the time on it is, but it was one of those things, kind of like you were talking about the uh, the Thurl Tunnel. I always used to try and see, can I hit that fucking note with Eddie and sound like Eddie? And uh, I can't. So How'd that work out? Not, yeah, <laughs> not, not great. Not great. My wife told me to never do that again. So, hey, Mark, uh, yeah. drink more wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Wine Choose a bottle of wine per, uh, per night and you'll be fine. So, <clears throat> per song. Nice. All right, All so right. Uh, I guess I'm up next. This is my final one. I had a couple of, like I said, I, I had a couple ones uh, that 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 were in the back seat, but it, the bases were covered. I, I so uh, I had a Doors one, I had a Janis Joplin one, so I'm going to scratch those off, and I'm going to go with more of a personal pick. And this is Pink Floyd's "Careful with That Axe," Eugene. Mm. Um, and and when I like this is this is one of this is one of those songs that that I was definitely late to as far as because it it's 
it's an earlier uh, it's an earlier Pink Floyd song, and I I was more into uh, their later stuff. Most notably, the uh, the Wall was my is my favorite uh, Pink Floyd record. But I remember picking up Live at Pompeii and um, smoking a little bit too much cabbage, and uh, with some friends and 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 just just the. <laughs> the audio visual performance and component of all of that uh, watching it it's i think it's one of the highlights of that entire performance for live at pompeii uh but it, but almost like it's it's like very unsettling to watch um and listen to and and i think that's kind of the magic of what you can do with adding a scream into a song and, and if you do it <laughs> properly you know you you can really bring out some some uncomfortable emotions in people and I, I think yeah this one's a very good example of that for sure nice my Janis Joplin entry would have been crybaby if I'd have put her in there but because yep. uh, that's that's a really good one too but uh, yeah Janis Joplin is another one that I, I, I'm looking at it's funny you get to these lists and then you have a separate list of holy shit I didn't mention that so yeah you, you know you always try and throw them in at the end like I yeah. just did so. that's what I just did too that's why I said nine <laughs> before I got to any better just one sec guys I'm gonna rhyme off these nine artists first <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got my five. Does everybody get their five in? No, yes. I'm, I'm missing I one. Oh, You're missing one. Okay. The last one. Let's hear it. Well, I, I, you know, maybe we should actually just state the obvious, and that, and that is, you know, it's funny when we do this playlist. You know, when you go to it, said, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, where the fuck? Where the fuck is Roger Daltrey? I mean, we should actually say, you know, won't get fooled again. And I also will yeah. say, as a follow up to that, uh, love rain or me from Quadrophenia. You know, they are they are great moments. And, you know, the you know, I talked about Cocker in concert and kind of wait for it, wait for it. Ah, yes, he does it. I've seen The Who um, umpteen million times. Here's the mug. <laughs> Here's the coffee cup. Uh, uh, and he still does it. It's amazing. He is a he is a vocal coach. And, and actually, when you read the credits of Who records, uh, he actually is a vocal producer. You know what I mean? There's a record producer that manages the mixes and the overall performance. He's got his own guy. Wow. And in more recent years, he's been singing his vocals at home with a like vocal coach. I, that's the best way I think he could call it. But he still can do it. He I mean, he's ancient. And, you know, he doesn't always hit the all the notes, but he hits the ones that count. That matters. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. fooled again. I mean, that is one of those all-time great screams. You know, the other one I have on my list here, I have two others. Uh, Alan. Cooper, believe it or not, in schools out in the blood curdling scream uh, midway through the song, and then finally I uh, have to go metal again. It's um, it's uh, Slayer and Angel of Death, the opening scream and again of that song with Tom Araya. You should check that one out. I can't yeah. place that one, but well, I will. you know, the, the thing is, is that Tom is the is the bass player in the band and the lead vocalist, and he's having to sing against Carrie King's wailing guitar and there's only one place to go and that's through the roof of the time. you know and most of the time he's yelling into the microphone through all those Slayer songs but uh, I Slayer is so compelling to me but the opening scream of Angel of Death from Slayer is definitely noteworthy so that's nice. my list guys nice. this is going to be nice. a, this this is a Polly's Music Office playlist for sure turn that <laughs> shit down <laughs> love it no this is good this is excellent. well the great thing about all these things is not just only the scream it's it's the whole performance around each of these vocals that I mean every song that we've mentioned here today is not just because of those 
individual highlights. These are great vocal performances from beginning to end of these songs, and I think that's what's going to make this playlist to listen to so great. To, to especially to the, weir- the weird Al tune is is the oh. zenith of the. That's kicking, that's kicking the album off. <laughs> First and, and, and the album cover with a cat with its dick out. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, boys, I'm out. Yeah. See you, Polly. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.